Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Dominant, dominant win for the Dallas Cowboys over the New York Giants. Welcome to the show, Maggie Gray, Andrew Perloff, CBS Sports Radio. This is not so much about the X's and O's of what we saw, though. CeeDee Lamb was excellent yesterday. Everyone on the Dallas Cowboys offense was excellent yesterday. They were just toying with the New York Giants. This was a name-your-number kind of a game, Perloff. I think the question is, we both noticed this and were surprised Yeah, that they were throwing, the Cowboys, that is, so late in this game. When this thing was completely out of reach, it was like not only were they there to win this game, they were there to pad stats, embarrass the Giants, and just really make a statement. Was it in poor sportsmanship? No. I That didn't bother me. Honestly, after all, I think Dak Prescott is the most unfairly criticized quarterback in the NFL. Let him feed a little bit. Get 400 yards, four touchdowns. I, I like. I don't mind the Cowboys doing that at all. That did not bother me because they did eventually take him out. That, that yes, gives them did. cover. They put Cooper Rush in the game. It didn't strike me as so egregious that you should call the Cowboys out on that. I didn't really mind. And the fact that the, the Giants are not taking the the NFL game seriously by playing Tommy DeVito, they don't deserve any sympathy at all. They're clearly, they're full-on process tanking. Okay, they should wait. have a veteran in there, not Tommy DeVito. Well, but, I, I mean, who? They should right? have signed, I mean, they should have already signed somebody and had them incorporated, like a Josh well, they, Dobbs. They did sign Matt Barkley. Yeah, they I know, Matt they, Barkley. I they, mean, there's a bunch, they... Could There's have brought in reason. Carson Wentz. They could have done a million well, things here. There's, they've missed opportunities. They're they are quietly full on tanking harder than anyone in the NFL right now. So well, they deserve no sympathy. Well, now it's, they should be tanking because once you go from Daniel Jones to Tyrod Taylor back to Daniel Jones, he gets hurt and tears an ACL, and now it's to Tommy DeVito. Like now at this point, you're smarter off to tank than you would be to try to salvage the season. Meanwhile, you might have an implosion on the sideline though. How many like? in-game conversation slash, you know, I don't know what you want to call it. You had Ryan Dayball, Wink Martindale getting into it, the coach and defensive coordinator animated. You had Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton getting into it. State Saquon Barkley apparently yes. also had an in, uh, incident with Dayball on the sidelines as well. Thank you. I mean, they're all tearing each other apart limb from limb. If they are supposed to be tanking, someone didn't get the memo down to the sideline. I, I don't think it's, listen, it's professional football. I was just surprised, and I definitely noticed it, that the Cowboys were trying to not just win this game. They were definitely trying to embarrass the Giants. The Giants, they, they cannot win. Like, there's no chance they can win a game with Tommy DeVito at quarterback and what they're doing. I don't think the Cowboys needed to make that as clear as it was. <laughs> yeah, I, I guess so. In an NFL game, you really can't pull your quarterback until the very end. 
just because we've seen miracles. Not that the Giants were about to pull off There's that miracle. There's no way he could have put a miracle here. There's nothing. Nothing was going to happen. I think the only thing maybe you could say with the decision to keep Dak up until and Tommy and uh and um and Rush came in pretty yeah. much to start the fourth quarter. Yeah. Is once you kind of see the Giants have no chance of scoring on offense, at what point are you just risking injury to have Dak Prescott dropping back, throwing the ball in the third quarter? I don't have much of a problem with it as long as you're willing to take the risk that if he gets hurt, well. That's on you. You could have pulled him earlier. And Dak was still running at some points right. late in the game. It was like, why are you running? Do not get out into the open field. I guess your instincts kind of take over. It wasn't open field. It was like running more towards the sidelines and stuff. But I, I know you have instincts and you want to keep playing. But I was I was surprised. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. Against the Giants, you don't need that many. You're not risking that much when you drop back. Because first of all, you're going to score Prescott, a touchdown in like two minutes. I mean, we Dak saw Prescott's two- most vicious Injury of his career came courtesy of the Giants. Yeah, and, and, and a and close we, game though, right? Logan Ryan. Right, uh, and we also saw two quarterbacks this year get out for the season, both in New York in non-contact injuries. So we say, well, there's not much of a risk. Well, anytime you drop back and anytime you make any kind of movements back there, clearly we've seen with plenty of other quarterbacks in the NFL that there is a risk for keeping them out there. So, so Carlos, would... you didn't have a problem with that yeah. sportsmanship situation, but you did have a problem with another thing we saw yesterday. Uh, yeah, I didn't totally understand the feeding Christian McCaffrey to get this meaningless touchdown record. Christian McCaffrey was about to score a touchdown and set the record, right, uh, for most consecutive games with a touchdown against the Jaguars. He scored in 17 straight games. So they, the Niners clearly got down at the end of the game. They, they kept McCaffrey in the game yeah. and they ran three plays to him. Then they tried a screen pass to him. Everyone in the stadium knew exactly what was happening. So the Jags knew what was happening. It was pretty easy to stop them. When you know exactly what play is coming, Michigan style, it's easy to stop them, (laughs) especially the screen pass at the end. The Jags knew exactly where the ball was going. But I'm not quite sure if you guys are upset about Dak Prescott playing three quarters of the game against the Giants, why are you having your best player, your injury-prone running back, running four plays where the defense is hunting him at the end to get, in my mind, a somewhat meaningless record? That record doesn't really blow me away. No, I get it. I, I, I'm with you on this one. I don't, I guess maybe you give them one or two tries, but to try to force feed it with all four, you're right. I mean, McCaffrey is so important. As we're learning now, Debo Samuel and Trent Williams might be the most important yeah. aspects of the 49ers. And obviously the defense was swarming yesterday. Steve Wilkes on the sideline looks like it was a good move, if that even really did anything. The fact they added Chase Young, this is the second year in a row where the 49ers meaningfully added the trade deadline and it looks like it's going to pay off where they added strength on strength. Yeah, to get McCaffrey, the, the record feels a little bit like, haha, you know, we're, we're killing you here. And now we're just going to try to go for yeah. style points. Yeah, no, if I was a Jags defender, I would have taken a cheap shot. I'm sorry. I don't want to be a cheap shot guy, but that was clearly, we just got blown out. And now you're adding insult to injury. It's a minor thing. It's not a huge deal. And I don't think the Cowboys playing Dak for three quarters is a huge deal either. No, but it was like just, it's not about the Cowboys were playing him. To me, it was that they kept throwing. Yeah, I mean, listen, Dak, uh, Dak's got to get in the MVP race. What, what? <laughs> I mean, no, no. Everyone, he's going to be MVP off of two games against the Giants. To me, though, if, if, if the Cowboys are worried about Dak throwing for 400 yards and the 49ers are worried about whether or not McCaffrey gets a stupid record when you're up 30 points against a division leader, that does speak to a little lack of focus to me. Like, like the, the 49ers, you have much bigger goals. I yeah. mean, you've been on the doorstep of winning a championship for now, like three out of the last four years. Like, you should have much bigger goals 
than whether or not McCaffrey gets a, a stupid record. And for the Cowboys, again, another team where you've already beaten the Giants by 40 points, and that Prescott's already had huge games against the Giants. Like, you should be beyond worried about whether or not Dak Prescott can pad his stats enough to where he can get back into the MVP race. Like, if that I mean, is the motivation, it's that the would wrong be motivation. The, the only thing for McCaffrey, and I, I didn't see this anywhere, would be does he have some kind of crazy bonus if he breaks this record, I can't imagine what agent in the world could have foreseen this and tried to write it into the language of his contract. But if he gets like a, a million dollars or something for breaking this record, I guess the organization's trying to do right by him to try to get him that bonus. But I have not seen that anywhere. Yeah. I mean, he's already pretty rich, dude. One thing about Dak, by the way, they were basically the second half had just started. There were five minutes left in the third quarter when his last drive started. He, he didn't do this in the fourth quarter. Yeah, he was throwing, but... Like bombs. Yeah. They were like bombs away throwing. But halfway through the third quarter, that's pretty early to start judging a team for running the score up. They were up like 42-7. to seven. I've hated this segment so far. <laughs> Man, he's a poor <laughs> Giants fan. It's all right. You're going to end up with a topic. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. James is in Modesto. James, we were just talking about you this morning. How do those Raiders feel to you? <laughs> well, they're wearing me out, you know. Uh, I, I, I got a long week ahead of me. I hate these uh, late games, you know, because I start my week at uh, 2 in the morning and I go till uh, Saturday at 5 p.m., so I don't get much rest, wow. you know. So these guys are wearing me out, man. But <laughs> it's, it's a game we kind of expected, you know, because this is a different defense. Uh, so we knew we were going in for a tough one. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. I mean, we were only favored by one point. So, uh, you know, in the books of uh, the tell, you know, we were uh, actually underdog by two. Everybody and their brother was taking, the, you know, the Jets. But we pulled it out. That's all we got to do. But what scares me is, uh, you know, they were saying they were going to bring in AOC and they were going to bombs away. You know, he had the better arm and everything. And, and uh, like Proop was saying, you know, that, uh, you know, AOC uh, – AOC, you know, is he the right guy to go with or Garoppolo, you know? I mean, because we got some tough games coming up. Yep. And, uh, you know, it's scaring me. Uh, I, Pierce has got his work cut out for him. Uh, you know, he's got to learn to, you know, just keep the keep the, keep the the hammer down and keep going, you know. But this, uh, this Dolphin game coming up, it's going to be a different breed here. Well, James, uh, that would be the real – that would be the real moment. I mean – and thank you for the call. And I'm, man, these late games, he's right. Late game, close game. If you got anything to do the next day, you're totally shot. But Antonio Pierce is telling you, I mean, Aiden O'Connell airing it out. They're going to run, run, run. That's that's the yeah. formula. Uh, O'Connell can hurt you, though, because he took a couple sacks that a veteran would have gotten rid of the ball. He missed Adams on one little screenplay that I think a vet- Jimmy G would have dropped it right in there. Yeah, I'm worried about the Raiders. The, what are they, 5-5 five and five now? Yep. How many wins? It could easily be two more wins for Pierce. It's Miami, KC, then Minnesota. Chargers, at KC, at Indy, Denver. That's tough. There's more. There's a couple wins on here. You're home. You got Minnesota at home. We love Minnesota. We're, I do oh, love Minnesota. Yeah. That may be the, one of the great yeah. stories now is Josh Dobbs going to leave the Vikings to a playoff game birth it looks more and more likely uh let us ponder that let's get to a new segment we're calling bad game or bad sign all right what's gonna happen here is ej is gonna throw out a loser from yesterday we'll tell you was it just a bad game or is it actually a 
sign of some bad things wrong with this team. EJ, go ahead. Okay, so let's start with the Ravens, who at home blew a late lead to the Cleveland Brown, losing 33-31. Bad game or bad sign? Bad sign to me. And Ravens are, are awesome, but a couple things that's a bad sign. You cannot have that kind of a lead and then blow it to a team where this has become such an important game for you, right? Like, you cannot afford to waste this kind of opportunity, and now the Browns are a half game behind the Ravens in this super tight AFC North. Also, Perloff, some more injuries, unfortunately, for the Ravens. Left tackle, Ronnie Stanley, and also Marlon Humphrey leaves the game. Well, yeah, I mean, Humphrey's been hurt pretty much the last couple years, and Stanley's been hurt the last couple years. That's my... That's why I, I agree. Bad sign because the Ravens cannot stay healthy. And I'm, I said it earlier in the year, it feels like we've seen this Ravens movie. This is, I think, the third or fourth straight year they've been 7-3, and three, that exact same record. Then they get major injuries coming down the, the pike. I, I wouldn't bet on them for the Super Bowl. I just don't think they're going to be healthy enough to come out of this AFC. They're going to have to beat the Chiefs at some point. And the Ravens team we saw yesterday cannot do that. Can I give you one stat here I thought was amazing? The Cleveland Browns trailed for 59 minutes and 20 seconds in this game and won. That's nuts. Speaks to just how much the Ravens really coughed that one up. I mean, oh. they were dominating that game, even though Odell Beckham scored and it looked like all was well and they were going to be on their way to another blowout. And then here come Deshaun Watson and the Brownies. How about that? Who would have expected good, that? Good second half they for were, Deshaun. They were sort of dominating, but the officials were certainly helping them out. The Brown, Either the Browns got a million penalties or they, they deserve, but some of them seemed kind of ticky-tacky. Uh, apparently on Twitter, I found out the Ravens always get calls, according to uh, But I think I have <laughs> yeah, a lot sure. of Brown fans who follow me. That, <laughs> there were a couple calls that kept the Ravens lead. I, I've, did you feel watching that game that the Browns were, had a lot of momentum the entire second half. Looked like the better team on the field for sure. On the second half, no doubt. All right, who's next? Okay, let's go to another AFC North team that lost a tough one at home. Bengals losing to the Texans 30-27. Bad yeah. game or bad sign? Bad sign. This is not the year for the Bengals. This is it's just not all coming together. They can't get the three key players here, Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, and Joe Burrow, healthy and on the field at the same time, and it's going to cost them. So early in the season, Joe Burrow was hurt. Then they lost Chase for a game. Last night, that game came down to T. Higgins. I'm sorry, yesterday. T. Higgins not being on the field for them. Five and four in this conference is going to be too tough. Now, I'm breaking a cardinal rule betting against Joe Burrow. I just don't think this is the health year for them. I'm sorry. Uncharacteristic. I'm still going, but this is just a bad game for them because I do think T. Higgins is going to come back. And this happens a lot with the Bengals. I think we have to expect this now. They're going to drop some games that are uncharacteristic of them. They had just won four in a row. I think if Higgins is playing, it's a different story. I know they've lost some uh, some depth on the offensive line, but I trust Lou Anarumo, defensive coordinator, yeah. and ultimately I trust Burrow. I do think they're going to bounce back. But them. look at this schedule. I, I know, know they won at San Francisco, Brutal. but they have road games at Baltimore, at Jacksonville, at Pittsburgh, at Kansas City. And the, the way the AFC is shaping up, five and four, you're already behind the eight ball. It's going to be the best non-playoff team in the league. Who's next, EJ? Okay, and finally, let's go to the AFC South where the Jaguars were actually throttled at home 34-33 to the 49ers. Uh, 34-3 to the 49ers. So, uh, Jaguars, bad game or bad sign? Ugh, bad sign. And this is my pick to go to the Super Bowl from the AFC, so I'm feeling mm. a little type of way about that. This offense 
And there's still time to fix it, I suppose, Perloff. But this offense did get a lot better from last year. And I'm kind of surprised, you know. I was expecting that this would be linear. And with Doug Peterson in his second year and Trevor Lawrence now in his third year, that all of this would just keep getting better and better. And it really hasn't. So they could get a lot of wins, though, for this division and get a really good seed. Does that give you any hope for your Super Bowl pick? Well, no, because I think the Houston Texans are really coming on here. And, oh, by the way, the Colts are 5-5. Five and five. I don't know how that's happening. But the Colts are also 5-5. Five and five. They beat up on the Patriots yesterday. Or beat up, whatever. They won, they won a really close yeah. game in Germany. I don't think this AFC South is is a given. Now mm, they already beat the Colts twice. I, I don't think the Colts are a threat. The Texans are a threat. Texans beat them pretty handily earlier in the season. Teams like that tend to split. I still think they win the division. I I don't know if they get in, if they get the one seed, then maybe you have a shot. Well, that's what that was the whole thought process yeah. behind me picking them to go to the Super Bowl. I thought they'd be the one seed. I think one thing to note, even if they can or cannot get this one seed, this team is six and three. They're two and three at home. Weird. So they have not played well at home. They've taken some ugly losses at home. This one to the Niners earlier in the season to the Texans. So uh, maybe maybe it's great if the Jaguars don't get home field and maybe they have to go on the road. I don't know what's going on. I don't forget one well of those one of those home wins is in Europe. Right, exactly. They but the back-to-back games there. I think they're good against bad teams. That's the thing this Jags team is, and they they have a lot of bad teams. This Texans game, oh, November twenty-six. Let's go to that game. This is this is a huge cool. showdown. I think it's Thanksgiving weekend. It's a bit of a problem. Ah, who needs family? He'll understand. <laughs> like, guys, we got this really big Texans-Jags game. We must go to. Just send me a photo. Tell me how Thanksgiving went. 855-212-4CBS. 855-212-4227. I was about to say, I, in fact, I wouldn't mind going to this game. And we can get more into this later or never again and forget I ever mentioned it. One thing no one ever tells you about having kids is how impossible it is to stay with them in hotel rooms. Why didn't <laughs> you ever warn me about this, Prolong? I I actually I heard you talking about this. I kind of like it. Oh, no, it's not yeah. about like or not like. It's the novelty of a 4-year-old mm. being in the hotel first of all, which is like amazing for them. They're they might as well be in a snow globe. And then sleeping in the same room as your yeah. kid. I just I had this this weekend. And you guys know, okay, I did the show from the hotel on Friday, but I'm opening up my eyes and my kid's just like two inches from my face. Like, mommy, mommy, let's go to the pool. So Ugh. there's one thing that's <laughs> Three different. Three in the morning. One thing that's slightly different. My kids were always terrified. So they actually slept through the, basically my- Terrified of what? The dark. I was <laughs> room so, service showing up? Like, what are they terrified of? No, no, they were, basically when my kids were young, I'd have to go every two hours, leave my- cozy bed and go in and comfort them. Oh, well. And when we sleep in the same room, they're just totally confident that the boogeyman's not going to get them, and they sleep through the night. Wait, these are the same kids who now love horror movies? No, the the older one loves horror movies. The younger one, we I saw a horror movie this weekend with my older daughter. The younger daughter heard about the plot from when we got home and did not sleep for the entire <laughs> two nights. By the way, Aww. I was up all Saturday night, and I told her, I'm like, just sleep in the bed with us, even though you're 11 years old, because this is getting so annoying. And I get it, too. I wasn't sleeping either. <laughs> you actually watched the <laughs> yeah, yeah. movie. I kind of wanted I'm like, let's get as many bodies in this room as possible <laughs> because this is terrifying. Your 13-year-old slept like an angel. She I woke up care. at 2 o'clock this morning, and I heard a, a bang downstairs. I was pretty sure that it was an animatronic killer in our house. <laughs> that, that was the plot of the movie? That was the plot of the movie. Uh, and I don't know if the actual logistics of that happening, but I, at 2 o'clock in the morning this morning, I thought that was 
about to go down. Well, you said you saw two weekends. It was a horror movie and a documentary, and one was animatronic people coming to life and killing people. I was like, yeah. oh, that was the documentary. You're like, no, that was the horror movie. Yeah. You can't tell these days. Yeah, I don't want to give away the plot too much. Five Nights at Freddy's, big hit. Uh, people told me I wouldn't be scared, and I wasn't scared in the theater, but last night I was scared. <laughs> so basically... Yeah, I, I like having the kid in the bed. You know, you want you want as much insurance as you can. You have meat shield just in case people to offer up a sacrifice. It's hard to go. slaughter three people. Oh, yeah, geez. I'm forced, it's so terrible. As a kid, I was I was a nervous sleeper. I would wake up if there was a bump in the house. I would be out of my bed with a baseball bat ready to go. <laughs> it seems like you pass this on to the next generation. Eight five five two one two four CBS. Eight five five two one two. Four two two seven. Well, another horror show happened to one NFL team. What's going to be the long-term implication? We'll tell you next. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. All right, today's Monday Night Football Preview is sponsored by FanDuel Sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. Big one tonight, Maggie. How you feeling? Your bills. Well, huge game because of the playoff scenarios in the AFC. And you just heard the highlight there uh, on, what was that, Colts Radio. Um, Because the Patriots, well, they lose again. Jets lost. Cincinnati Bengals lost. Baltimore Ravens lost. Who else lost? The Chargers lost. I mean, you had a lot of teams. I'm not sure the Patriots losing. Plays <laughs> you know, into this, I think they already beat the Bills once this year. So there's just an opportunity here for Buffalo, and I, I have no idea if they can take advantage of it. No clue. They tend to play down to their competition. I can see that happening tonight. They could come out blazing. I have no idea what to expect from this team now week to week. Uh, he was watching CBS. Nate Burleson strongly picked the Broncos tonight. There's yeah. some momentum for the Broncos, but every time the Broncos as a franchise has momentum, they blow it. This is, I agree with what you said. This is hard to see how this works out. I, no clue. Seems like a great spot for the Bills because how are the Broncos really going to get to? Russell Wilson can't move like he used to. And you know Josh Allen's in desperation mode. He's going to run for every first It down. doesn't matter. It's not for the Bills, at least. I'm not talking about the Broncos. Yeah. For the Bills, it doesn't matter who's on the other side. 
they could lose to Buffalo Central High School if the conditions warrant. It has nothing to do with who's on the other side. It's all about the type of game they play. But, yeah, you'd think they should be able to get to Russ a few times in this game, the pass rush, that is. Okay, we tripped on to an interesting topic in the last segment. What is scarier to you, Maggie, living in the suburbs, as you do, or you've lived in the city at times in an apartment building? To me, the scariest movies are when a stranger knocks at your door in the middle of the night, like like the movie The Strangers, or I think Nope was uh, that plot. When you have strange people outside your house in the middle of the night in the suburbs, to me, that is the scariest thing that can happen. Not even close. Uh, yeah, suburbs are kind of scary. It's kind of dark where I live. Yeah, I see pictures of your house. <laughs> not to give dark. anyone the ideas, but it's out in the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah, nobody don't. would hear you screaming. <laughs> <laughs> nope, nobody would hear us screaming. Um, although the city is also scary because I've, you know, I've been followed home. You know, that's not that's not awesome mm, that's when not you're good. in in especially in New York City. That was a scary one that's that stayed with me for a little bit. I think if you're prone to be scared, they're both scary. No, I think the actual chance of danger is greater in the city, but it's scarier to get in trouble in the suburbs because you're out in the middle of nowhere. And I th- I think it's easy to break into a suburban house. All you do is break a window and you're Again, in. Again, stop you can't giving get people ideas. You can't get into my apartment. You have to blow this metal door off its hinges to get into my house. There's no windows. No one's climbing up to the eighth floor. No. The thing I'd be worried about most in the city is like rodent, you know, like <laughs> yeah. some kind of animal life getting in. Yeah. I, I don't know what's safer. It's just the terror of the unknown in the suburbs has always bothered me. Well, or the country's even worse. The, the one, country is where people well, go country. to die. The one, the one thing. <laughs> yikes. The one thing that I find especially scary now is driving to work so early. I'm on some like back roads before I get to the highway, some dark roads. I'm like, if somebody's pulled over on the side, if they're broken down on the side of the road, if someone flags me down because they need help, what do I do? You keep going. What are you, crazy? <laughs> Pedal to the metal, baby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, maybe you swerve off and hit them just to be safe. <laughs> oh, no. no. I'm just kidding. That is terrible. But, yeah, you do not stop. You're a woman. You can't stop in the dark road. I think that's my cover. Like, you know, good Samaritan, though. Like, you want to be a helpful neighbor. You know, I'm from upstate New York. Like, I'm from upstate where people help people, where people have snow plows and help other people out and, you know, lend a helping hand. Again, another advantage of living in the city. You don't have these awkward side-of-the-road situations. No. uh, DJ, you're a city kid. Yeah, so I think for me, my experience kind of, you know, informs how I feel because I grew up in New York City for most of my life, but then I spent like, what, six years, five, six years living in Lehigh Valley, Pennsylvania. And for me, that was a big adjustment because at nighttime, it is pitch black. Yeah. Like, so dark. You know, I lived near cornfields and I lived near, you know, not too many people. There was, it was a housing development, but there's really not out there. And it's so quiet, which, yeah. again, something I had to get used to after growing up in New York City. That was scary. And then I lived in the basement, too. So oh that boy. was uh, adding a second thing. So not Nothing only, good ever happens in the basement. Right. So not <laughs> only am I living, you know, in the suburbs with pitch black, no sound at night, I'm also living in the basement. So I'm thinking anything that could happen to me <laughs> will happen to me for those four or five years I was uh, in Lehigh Valley. Do you ever, anything ever happen? You ever get broken into her? No, the the scariest thing that happened, honestly, was a what was it? I guess it was a bird. Like so, when you live in when you live in a a, a basement, you know, there's like that little window yeah. that looks out or whatever. So at a certain point, a bird flew into that little crevice and it couldn't get out. So oh outside of my window, I kept seeing this bird <laughs> that was stuck, and it kept banging on the 
bed, the, uh, the basement window and banging on top of the ceiling where it couldn't get out. And you want to get, you want to talk about scary. Like, what do you do? Do you go there and like, you know, approach this bird who no. may then go attack you because it's nervous, or do you just let it be and not let it be? And that was that was rough because you're sleeping at night, and all of a sudden you hear bang, bang, bang. You're like, oh my god, what was that? And then you realize it's that bird that got stuck again. What was the ending for the bird? Uh, didn't end well. Let's say that. <laughs> oh boy! What, what happened? He just died of old age, or I mean, I, just I believe, starved to death. I believe so. I, I, I never, I never, I never went to check on it. So, wow. Do you guys ever use glue traps and have a rat or a mouse stuck on that glue trap? Everyone. I can't. Yeah. I can't do it. I I will never put out a glue trap because that situation where a live animal stuck is the worst thing that, that can happen. I can't do it. I mean, and I thought talking about the Patriots was going to be really bad. <laughs> this is taking it to a whole new level to talk about human suffering and animal suffering. I mean, watching the Patriots was a suffering of a different kind. Do you mind but, if I transition off this topic? Um, are, are you a little scared of, uh, of a no, rat I, stuck on a glue trap coming to get you in the middle of the night? <laughs> I grew up in a rural place, so we sometimes would have like mice or something in the basement or whatever. And yeah, they get stuck on the glue trap and it's awful. But I don't want them to get also chomped in a... You know, that's terrible. Those are too. not good. Yeah. In a regular trap. What do you want to bring the, put them, re- rehabilitate them? And <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to drop <laughs> make them, them part like of the family? A mile away from the house. But then picking them up, you have to carry them. That is. I would never. I can't I bet do our that. audience is way tougher Putting them in than a shoebox, even that, and you got to drive it and you hear it while you're driving. <sighs> like, I've been part of those incidents. Like, cool. it's. It's can, terrible. Can we all agree the audience is way tougher than we are? Just I think we've acknowledged that. Fact. that. Yeah, I'm soft. We've yeah. acknowledged that many, many times. We're not, there's no heroes on this show. We're not, there's a reason, no martyrs here. Yeah, there's a reason that we're doing sports talk radio and we're not firemen. We're not tough. <laughs> no, 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 no. We're not tough dudes here. We would not be able to handle even the first day on the job. Um, Andrew Bogus is here with headlines. Used to be a fireman. It was too, you were a fireman? It was too boring. So what? I switched to radio. No, yeah, of course right. not. I was like, wait a minute. What? <laughs> he said that so convincingly. <laughs> I'm also Bookish. an actor. And Maybe scene. Maybe, Maybe a volunteer fireman? I could see that. Not even a little bit. I would be denied. Well, I feel like firemen, there is one of those jobs where, like, you could have done it for, like, a year and be like, yeah, this isn't for me. So, Bogus, when he said that, I was like, oh, I mean, I know firemen who tried it, didn't like it, and then we moved on to something else. Oh, we were talking about Halloween costumes here. Yeah, thank you. Man, he knew it. <laughs> I like, thought Bogus was flying into forest fires. I, I'm surprised. You kind of seem like to the fight fireman. You fight from the air? No. <laughs> the ground's bad enough. I was going to say, man, if Bogus really was a former firefighter, I'm like, why aren't you like the team leader during our fire drills and stuff? I, that would be like a no-brainer for you. You have no leadership responsibilities here whatsoever. We do fire drills here? <laughs> Don't you get the emails? <laughs> That never in, explained that we're like, do we leave? Do we just abandon the radio? I don't I'm thankfully they're never happening when I'm in the building. Same. When I, I was at my other employment and the fire alarms were going off and I had no idea what to do. Oh, I, I better stay I worked, on the air, Manny. When yeah. I worked at New York one, there was a, there was a full blown fire right outside of our floor at Chelsea market. And yeah. for a while people didn't leave. Like, we saw the smoke and the flames, and we were on the air live. You saw the flames? Oh, we saw flames. So, first of all, it got super hot. We were like, why is it hot? Then we saw smoke, <laughs> and we're like, oh, that doesn't look good. <laughs> why am I melting? But, you, got, you got a lot of sharp people working you know, over here. Oh, it's the, hot. I see smoke. What could this possibly be? But fire, the fire alarm went off often when we worked uh, throughout New York one and yeah. you would just work through it and mm-hmm. there was that people instinct sneaking cigarettes in the hallway <laughs> there was the instinct initially to be like well maybe we should just work through this and maybe it's not that serious until like then we saw flames shooting out <laughs> of the window and we were like oh we have to leave and we kind of had to 
drag our anchor off the set be like, no, we're stopping right now regardless of what's happening on the air. Can't you just hit a button that goes to some kind of programming, like we a tape? You do, but that became a whole situation because now you got to get your ducks in a row for that. It was it was not a fun day. Let's just say Pat Kiernan was doing updates from uh, the park across the street. <laughs> yeah. in the next I could see Pat just going down with the ship. Yeah. When refusing news, to leave. When news organizations become the story is always fun. Uh, Bogish, what do you got for us? Uh, well, life will definitely get tougher now that the Raiders are done with New York's crappy football teams. But for now, they are 2-0 and with Antonio Pierce at head coach and Aiden O'Connell at QB. Definitely not a super clean performance from us. Um, but, you know, it's it's really hard to win in the National Football League, as I'm learning. And, um, you know, I think it's just really proud of our, our guys, our defense, special teams, an awesome job keeping us in the game for a while. And then, you know, a lot of guys on offense stepped up to make plays when they needed to. O'Connell and his creepy mustache threw for the decisive <laughs> points. A seven-yard connection to tight end Michael Mayer early in the fourth quarter. That was after the defense and some penalties made the Jets settle for three field goals. And before linebacker Robert Spillane picked off Zach Wilson at the Vegas 15 with 114 left. The Raiders a 16-12 primetime win. Those Jets dropped to 4-5. and five, But apparently Aaron Rodgers thinks he can come to the rescue a month from now. Christian McCaffrey's TD streak aside, the Niners took care of business in Jacksonville yesterday afternoon, 34-3. Kyle Shanahan relieved to end that three-game slide. I didn't think we played perfect ball by any means. I thought, um, which you never do, but I was just happy that the mistakes that we did make, we always overcame. Brock Purdy threw for three scores while Trevor Lawrence committed three turnovers and was sacked five times. The Giants... Gave up 28 first-half points, 49 total in yesterday's loss in Dallas. Yeah, they did give the, give those guys credit. They did a better job than we did. Brian Dable, <laughs> downright chipper <laughs> after the 49-17 shaming. His team is now 2-8. and eight. They would pick second in the next draft. The also, ca- I'm sorry, don't send Tommy DeVito up to the press conference. You got people there making tons of money, Dexter Lawrence, other people. Don't send Tommy DeVito, who's an undrafted free agent, to answer questions about why oh, the gotta, Giants suck. Talk to the quarterback. I think actually you have to yeah. talk as the quarterback. Don I, Bosco prep legend. No, I get it. But that being said, also the more productive of the two New York quarterbacks right now. <laughs> <laughs> I would say I'd rather talk to Tommy DeVito's dad, who seemed to oh. know, have a better sense of the play calling <laughs> the and what it should three. be. Oh, that, that was, was great. probably the most New Jersey dad thing I've ever seen in the NFL. <laughs> That was also the most Giants thing to happen this season. He was definitely wearing a bracelet, like for jewelry, like for fashion. Oh, so it was a bracelet or <laughs> ankle or wrist? So it was, I was thinking when you said bracelet. <laughs> Can you guys explain the Tommy DeVito line to me, by the way? 14 for 27 for 86 yards <laughs> yeah. and two touchdowns. And a pick because he's the Giants quarterback? Hell oh, yeah. Yeah. Is that the. That's it. <laughs> 86 yards. Yeah. He played the whole game. Yeah. They scored 17 points. It's amazing they let him throw the ball at all. That was not the plan in previous uh, outings. Why is Tommy DeVito the quarterback of the Giants? Someone help oh, me out Oh, because Daniel Jones is a torn ACL and Tyrod Taylor has broken ribs. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, folks. And for some reason, Colt McCoy is not on a roster. I don't know what's happening. And why? Why was Tommy DeVito even their third string well, quarterback? Well, no, I think I think this is all about home cooking. Like he shouldn't he shouldn't be in the NFL. I'm keeping it a buck. Like yeah. he he's clearly not an NFL quarterback. But these teams like these hometown hero type stories, and they did not expect this guy to ever to play. But now that he's <laughs> right. around, it's like, what are you going to do? Take him out to put in Matt Barkley? Like, no, the fans wanted to root for the hometown guy, so they, of course they had to give him a shot, even though we know he's clearly not an NFL quarterback.
This isn't high school. This is this the, the NFL. I, trust I, me, I know. Listen, the Giants know what's going on here. Now, why, don't mess anything up. You're you're basically could have with Arizona winning yesterday, and I told you guys that bringing back Kyler Murray was mm-hmm. going to lead to them getting some W's. And Kyler was the one who really kept yeah. drives alive. I mean, he was excellent at the end of the game. So they're going to win. But who knows I, what the Bears and the Panthers could do? The Giants could cruise to the number one Absolutely. Pick. But I like that the Cardinals won. I, ca- I came away feeling good about the Cardinals, and I'm probably stupid for that. You're, you're thinking too short term. Yeah, but it did feel a little good for Cardinals fans. You have to admit that. I see think Kyle they're the ones who should around? be more upset than anybody. <laughs> That's yeah, because I mean, you're like, mean. What's the upside what, to him? What's, what's, what's the upside I to him just, playing that way? I don't know. I mean, if they lost, you could say culture of losing. Listen, I'm a process guy, and I understand tanking. But for some reason, it defies logic. I felt good about the Cardinals yesterday. You At beat, least they were competitive, and they won a football game. You beat the I Falcons. Know. <laughs> I know. I know. I think the problem, though, is that we've seen the Cardinals be competitive, honestly, for most of the season. Like, I mean, when Joshua Dobbs yeah. playing quarterback, they were in a lot of games. They beat the Cowboys. So, like, we've seen them being competitive. We know that's not enough to win. So Also, we've seen Kyler Murray play in the playoffs. Do you remember what happened? They well, couldn't get the yeah, ball past the, their own 25. They had a lot of injuries that game. Sure. <laughs> that was, was a four, <laughs> they, 41-3 or something. Kyler Murray's thumbs hurt from all the video games he's playing the night <laughs> yeah, before. The carpal tunnel. Uh, fed up uh, Fed up. college football programs made some changes yesterday. Jimbo Fisher's out at Texas A&M, 19-15 over the last three seasons. The Aggies never winning the SEC, the SEC West or making the CFP with him in charge. And that $76 million buyout, it is fully locked in. Jimbo gets it even when he gets another job. And Penn State dismissed OC Mike Yurcich yesterday after 15 points and 238 yards against Michigan after 12 points and 240 in their Ohio State loss. The Sixers were winning before trading James Harden. They have kept winning without him, 137-126 in another ridiculously offensive game involving the Pacers. I hear Joel Embiid taking a shot at Harden. Guys are happy to be, you know, playing basketball, and you know, and we're just having fun with each other. Uh, it's fun playing that way, and I think it translates to the court because on the court, you know, you just you just trust each other and you know to make plays. Embiid, mm-hmm. Tr- Troel Embiid is back. <laughs> yeah, was it, that <laughs> was pretty clear, wasn't it? Um, you think? Laying not a little last thick. Year. Well, he couldn't do it last year. Harden was still on the team. Did you I mention Tyrese Maxey? I'm going to get there. Okay, please. Yeah, thank you. Embiid at 37, 13, and 7 last night, but wasn't the best sixer. That was Tyrese Maxey scoring a career-high 50. Philly 8-1, and one, but they are dealing with a scary situation with Kelly Oubre. He was hit by yeah. a car walking Sad. near his apartment in Philly Saturday night. Apparently, a broken rib is his worst injury. He'll be reevaluated in a week. The Thunder 111-99 winners in Phoenix with Shea Gilgis-Alexander scoring 35. The Heat were 118-113 winners in San Antonio. That's a five-game win streak for Miami. And the T-Wolves 116-110 winners at the Warriors, 33 for Anthony Edwards. And the Rangers tied the game with 11 seconds left in regulation, then beat the Blue Jackets in a shootout 4-3 Columbus has dropped five in a row. Guys, back to you. Andrew Bogus, thank you so so much. Coming up, uh, the most impactful win from yesterday. We'll tell you. Don't move. Maggie and Pearl off CBS Sports Radio. Browns Radio, there you go. They pull out a win, 33-31. Welcome in, Maggie and Pearl off. CBS Sports Radio, bad Lamar Jackson pick six in this game. And, you know, a question, Pearl off, about whether or not the Ravens are still the team to beat in the AFC North. They got off to this amazing start. The offense started clicking. 
But now here are the Browns, just a half game back from them in the AFC North standings. Pittsburgh wins another game where they get outgained yesterday. <laughs> they beat the Green Bay Packers, and Cincinnati falls to Houston. I mean, this this division is just wild. Yeah, I mean, all those teams below the Ravens are pretty flawed, though. Even the, even the Browns have serious problems here. And the Steelers, we know. The Steelers have no offense. The Browns are very inconsistent on offensive, great defense. And the most whole team, the Bengals, played terrible yesterday. So I, I think the Ravens are pretty safe. Because they have shown, regardless of yesterday's game, they can blow out teams, teams that aren't quite ready to face them. I understand the injuries, but I would definitely bet on If I had to bet on this, they do have a game lead, so it's not fair. Yeah. I feel like the Ravens are still pretty safe. You think the, who's coming, the problem is who's coming up behind them? I think the Browns might be. Now, mm. you think inconsistent. I think maybe the second half is used as like a launching point, if you will, for the Browns. Now, I know they did suffer some injuries in the secondary. I believe Denzel Ward got banged up yesterday. But here's Miles Garrett praising Deshaun Watson and his toughness and says he's getting back into form. Guy's a dog, and we've known that for a long time now. And kept on trying to tell y'all, you know, once he you know hits his stride, he, he's going to be... He's going to be, you know, back to his, his you know, previous ways, you know, dominating the league, you know, hitting, hitting spots, you know, running down the field, and you know, we're just seeing, we're just seeing, uh, you know, another glimpse into to what he can be and who he is. Now, the Browns also, of all the AFC North teams, do have the most, on paper, the most favorable schedule in this, you know, for the next seven games, if you will. So this could be setting up nicely here for the Browns. If we get that second half offense, not the first half offense, that was terrible. Deshaun Watson picked six on the opening drive. He was six for 20 in the first half. Terrible. But if we get the second half Deshaun Watson, then finally this contract doesn't become a punchline anymore. But aren't you worried about the health there? He missed a bunch of games early in the season with a shoulder injury, which is probably still lingering in some ways. Then he was on one leg most of the game yesterday yeah. in a walking boot after the game with an ankle injury. And to make for this Cleveland offense to do anything, he has to move. I mean, there is no yep. five-step drop and throw the ball. It's not happening at all. It's him scrambling. How long is it going to keep up? The problem for all these guys is their division is so tough. He's going to be a sitting if he's limping against the Steelers and TJ Watt. That's Next a week, huge yeah. problem. So I, I just think this division, unfortunately, is cannibalizing itself. They're going to get to Watson eventually, and since he's his scrambling is the only offense with no Nick Chubb there, they can't run consistently. So eventually, this this formula is not going to work, and it probably shouldn't have worked yesterday. He he was limping around. I don't know how he was still running past those defenders, considering he was on one time. One time he ran out of bounds and he started hopping on one leg. That is never a good sign, Maggie. Well, let's hear from Deshaun Watson. Man, he cut twenty three. Says when he went in uh, to the locker room at half, he refocused. When I came in to, to, to get looked at. And I just wanted to just make sure I, I locked in. And this was going to be a big moment for myself because I didn't want to let my teammates down. And um, I knew that, you know, I had to put a lot more on my shoulders than what I what I should have um, because, you know, we put ourselves in a hole. But, you know, I am you know was ready and prepared for that moment. Um, I didn't fear anything. And, uh, you know, I just focused on one play at a time, and that's what we did. You know, let's just address the elephant in the room here. If Deshaun Watson was an easier guy to root for, if he hadn't had that big scandal, he'd be one of the huge stories today. And I think him gutting it out and being gritty and showing that he looked like he did in Houston would be almost like a celebration. But he is incredibly polarizing and complicated because of 
these lawsuits and the settlements uh, with those massage therapists. I think that's still part of the story. I totally agree with that, but I think you might be overstating his heroics on the field in the sense that this is a ugly divisional game, and it wasn't. It wasn't like their offense was clicking on all cylinders. I didn't see. There's this narrative now that Deshaun Watson is back. I'm not seeing Houston Deshaun Watson in that offense. I just think, and I don't think Kevin Stefanski is doing a very good job as a Browns coach. I feel like he, he makes key mistakes. I just walked away from that game. I didn't see Cleveland I'm like, oh, Cleveland's figured it out. Now they're a real team with a good chance. I felt like that was that was as narrow a win as you could have. And I really worry well. about I worry about the way that they run their offense and throw Watson out there. He, he was a hero yesterday. He can't keep this up. There's no way this is going to persevere unless he gets really healthy and their offense just does something completely different. I mean, they only had three possessions in the second half. Touchdown, touchdown, field goal. I mean, you know, they didn't have the ball a lot. When they did, they did make the most of it. 16 points in the fourth quarter. I mean... And how much of it was scrambling? Well, I mean, you know... Uh, there's good. That's part of it. That's definitely part of it. That's part of his game, and that's a good part of his game. Yeah, I mean, this is Miles Garrett's team. If they're going to win, they're going to win with defense. So they don't need a ton of production from Deshaun Watson. I, I understand what you're saying. Of course, there is the 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 background, and it's going to be hard to embrace him. But he did only throw for 213 yards yesterday. It's not, Again, but it's against not like the Baltimore totally... defense, like I was surprised the score was as high as it was between these two teams. Yeah, but part of that was defense. The defense scored. Yeah, that's, that's the, true. That's just AFC North. I'm telling you, I understand. It feels like a good story now. They're going to beat each other up so much. There's what eight weeks left in the season. It's going to be really hard for any team to come out of this mess and be dangerous in the playoffs. They're going to be so injured. What uh, the big injury? Offensive tackle, left tackle. Ronnie Stanley. Yeah. Now, this is a big one because obviously Baltimore on a really short week playing against who else? The Cincinnati Bengals coming up on Thursday. And Stanley leaves with a knee injury. Yeah. This is not what you want. What do you think? Are the Ravens still in the driver's seat in the AFC North? I know we got a lot of Browns fans. I know we got a lot of Cincinnati Bengals fans, Pittsburgh Steelers fans in this audience. What do you think? Coming up, Tackle Michigan next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.